Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. And may the peace and blessings of God be upon you always, for you and your family. Welcome to Nurturing Wellness on the Voice of the Cape. I'm Mishka Daris. Uh, I might not sound like Mishka Daris, but I am. <laughs> Shikran to uh, Tasneem Adams yesterday for standing in for me. And uh, really um, being in that space of being ill, and, and my Facebook status said as much as well, that uh, I normally don't get ill. And I got ill, but I felt so guilty of looking after myself. Um, and taking care of myself yesterday because then I ended up looking at everything around me and how dirty the house is, inverted commas, and the dishes that needed to be cleaned and that the kids were going to come back from school and they needed help with homework, etc. So to switch off was a big thing. And I asked uh, people on Facebook, why do we have this um, guilt feeling when we have to take time out for ourselves? But nonetheless, what we are talking about today, and hopefully this will help us, is how to apply the love languages to me, moi, yourself, and then also how to find your happiness. And Dawn Penny, who is a, a Reiki master and a spiritual healer, joins us in studio today. Hello, Dawn. Hello, Mishka. Lovely to see you. Thank you so much. Mm. I thoroughly enjoyed, uh, enjoyed yesterday's program, and I was so jealous that I wasn't in studio <laughs> with you guys because I could feel the love through the airways. Thank you. Oh, I'm happy that it worked and that it reached you. Oh, it definitely did. Yeah. I think so important also from the feedback that we received after yesterday's program that we continue this discussion and then link it into finding that happiness and not feeling guilty when you're sick. <laughs> no, no. Remember when you're ill, the body's already fighting something. So the guilty, it means that you're fighting yourself even more. Mm. And sometimes it's just in the letting go. It's just the letting go, allowing myself to be ill right now. Because when you fight it, you're actually using up energy. Okay. Mm. Versus allowing yourself to be sick. Mm. And you then that energy then gets put through to your wellness. It's obviously a lot easier said than done because, you know, uh, yeah, something that I'm very conscious of. But when I'm ill, it's still like, I don't want to be here. I'd rather be here. Mm. But uh, I find that when the more I relax and the more I stop fighting it, Mm -hmm. I find that I get better a lot quicker. Okay. Yeah. So let let it go. Let it go. And it's, you know, it's coming back. It's coming to self-care. It's coming to looking to look after yourself. It's. What is it that I need and want right now? Mm. So when I'm yellow, I, I like imagine that I'm either there with my best friend or my mum's there. And my mum would be like, okay, what is it that you need right now? Mom needs this. And then be, because I'm answering it to the question I've asked myself, I then know what it is that I need and want. Uh-huh. So it's being able to take care of ourselves on a, a very subtle and much needed level. Mm. Interesting. All right. And kind of like adds up to what we're discussing today, which is um, looking after the self through the love languages. So we um, introduced the five love languages yesterday, words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time and physical touch. So I heard your, your one was physical touch. Yes. Um, admittedly, I've got a few. Okay. Yes, I have got a few. Okay. I've noticed that over the years Wonderful. that it has been, that it has developed. Mm-hmm. Um, quite similar to you, my two strongest points, one of physical touch and words of affirmation. Mm. Um, acts of service is what I enjoy giving. Um, also, must admit, receiving. Ah. Um, and the, but yeah, stronger with the, with the giving. I love being of service. Wow. And gifting you. You cannot enjoy something lovely when you get given. Especially if it's a surprise. 
Yes, especially <laughs> if it's a surprise. Definitely. And I think in, in what you are doing as well, Dawn, you are giving of yourself um, to make others well. To um, I mean, you do Reiki, um, you do counseling, etc. So you are giving of yourself for others. And this was my big transition because Mishka, I I was I was born into the healing realm, but I okay. didn't I didn't claim it as such until mm. a lot until I was a lot older. And so I worked in hotel and restaurants for many 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 years, over twenty years. Mm. And when I was making the transition, moving out of the hospitality trade and coming over into the personal development. I had a big issue where I had to sit down with myself because I didn't want to leave the hospitality industry because I was of service. Okay. And for me, being of service meant so much to me Mm. until I started spending time with me more and more. And I realized but exactly what you've just mentioned now. I am still of service in personal development. It's still connecting with the individual's needs, being able to be there for, for them spending that quality time with them and allowing my god-given talents Mm, to surface to surface and to serve wonderful so how do we find that within ourselves because you connected then with your love language so yeah i am I have no clue what my love language is about. By the way, you can find that out if you want. There's a survey that takes about 10 to 15 minutes um, on the website www.5lovelanguages.com and five is spelled to the number five. That's what I did in order to find my one. And you click on the link um, below it and you answer a few questions and it will tell you what is your from the most dominant to the least dominant um, on the the website. And that's where I found out that I scored... um, the same amount in both words of affirmation and physical touch as well. Okay. Which was interesting for me because I'm not a touchy-feely person. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> now that you know, it changes things. It changes, it things, changes a lot. things a lot. So if we can, Dawn, um, go into each of them uh, and look at if we can start with physical touch. How do I then apply that love language for me? Okay, so just to to take a step back, Mm -hmm. in the discovery of the five languages, I found it a phenomenal tool for me to understand as to how I can be honoring my partner and how my partner can be honoring me. Okay. And in exploring the love languages and, okay, cool, I've got this down pat. And sitting one day, I was in a deep state of contemplation and my my journey is of self-love. And I had this little inkling. Mm. Wait, hold on a second. Self-love? Because I hear self-love, self-love, but I didn't always know how. Okay. Until I realized what happens if I start applying the love languages to myself. And I had like one of these little light bulb moments Mm -hmm. where I was like, ding! (laughs) It just made so much sense. So when working, so with my, with my love language being physical touch, because I must admit, out of the five languages, the physical touch, I think, is the most difficult to give yourself. Because yes. it's, it's like if you're walking down the road, you can't exactly be holding your own hand. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, that's just weird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or just randomly, like, casually put your arm around your own shoulder. It's mm. like, no, that doesn't work that way. Not at all. But what I did find myself doing very naturally almost mm-hmm. is is that when going to bed at night is is that i literally just hold my hands together okay. so it feels that i have got my physical contact because then it's also understanding that 
you know, the right side of the body is the masculine, mm. the left hand side of the body is the feminine. So as I'm holding my two hands together, it's mm. my own inner masculine and feminine which are meeting and which are holding each other. And then saying to self, going, okay, you're being held now. And just, Mishka, this waves of comfort just came over me. Actually, I think I found that out one day when I was ill in bed, actually. Mm. And just that simple comfort of having my hand my hand over. Wonderful. Yeah. I think I experienced that when um, I, uh, you know, a, a regular guest also that's on our show, Najmanisa Solomon, and she is a, a counselor and a life coach as well. And I went to her one day and she told me, hug myself. And I'm like, huh, what are you talking about? And she showed me literally just to, to squeeze my hands. Um, how, do, how would I explain it? Um, to take the right hand and put it on the um, arm on the left arm and take the left hand and put it over the right arm. So you're basically giving yourself a squeeze. And I remember just, you know, breaking down into tears because that was the first time ever that I would hug myself. And that relief, I'm sure, that you oh, yes. felt with inside of you. And this is where I feel that people get so misunderstood is that inside of us we have a need, but we may not have develop the communication to understand what that need is mm. most of the time it's love oh yes so when we feel that we're empty and that needs not being fulfilled within ourselves we can't feel a sense of fulfillment in our outer lives and just that simple action of wrapping your arms around you and just feeling safe and feeling held it satisfies deep inside mm. it does yeah it does indeed. So that's the physical touch. We've got to take a break. And when we come okay. back from the break, we'll look at the other qualities and how you can apply that um, love language to yourself. We'll be back after this. Nurturing Wellness on the Voice of the Cape. I'm your host Mishka Daris. In studio with me, Dawn Penny. And Dawn is joining us once again to discuss the um, how to apply the love languages to yourself. She is a Reiki master as well as a spiritual healer and a counselor and so many others as well. Um, so we're going through the five love languages and looking at how we can spend quality time with ourselves, receiving gifts for ourselves, acts of service and words of affirmation. So let's go through them, uh, Dawn. Quality time. How do I spend quality time with me by not resisting it when you're ill oh, sorry <laughs> I had to say it I had it's to a good one. say it <laughs> yeah. so spending quality time with yourself it's like checking in what is it that I really really love to do mm. and then giving yourself that and for the moms out there easier said than done but yeah. ladies it is of utmost important because Remember, when we love ourselves, we're recharging ourselves. Mm. So the spending quality time with ourselves is a recharge. And the I don't have time. Sorry, ladies, I'm going to challenge you on this because if your best friend or the auntie down the road came to you and was having a crisis, you would make time. Yeah. And it's, it's then saying to yourself that you are important enough for you for you to have quality time with yourself. And quality time for yourself is anything that brings you joy. So it's not sitting in the bathroom with no kids around you. If that's what takes you to your happy place, then that's what you as do. Long as you in the bath, maybe. But this, but this mm. is it, mm. you know. So what is it that brings you joy? So I remember as a little girl, I loved coloring in, and I actually enjoyed coloring in more on my own mm. than I did with people. So then every now and then, if I get this urge that I need to spend time with me, 
then it's doing a bit of artwork. Mm. So channeling the creativity. Challenging creativity. You know, you mentioned being in the bath. I get these sudden ways where I just feel like, where it feels like my insides are like wobbling. I'm like, okay, Dawn Penny, what is it that you need? No, no, I need time out. Mm. Okay. So quality time with myself, it's in the bath. Interesting. Yeah. So for someone else, it might be going to a coffee shop, um, looking at the waves in the ocean, reading a book. One of my best mates loves going to watch movies on her own. Wow. And that's exactly, that's her thing. So it's doing... (laughs) (laughs) We're getting waves. Yes, from the technician. Definitely, they enjoy that too. And she's got a big smile on her face because she knows. She Mm. knows, she knows. Yes. So it's it's important for us to, to really... Take that time to ourselves, and that basically fills up our tank again. Absolutely. So if I'm looking at the beautiful lady, yeah, she said she went to the movies yesterday. She went to the movies on her own, but the expression on her face is amazing. Mm. So therefore, she's refilled herself. Mm. So and now she's given an interaction because she's full. She can give more of herself, and she's giving from her place of plenty, not from her place of reserve. There we go. So how do you fill your tank? Um, if your love language is quality time that you'd love to spend with yourselves, SMS us on 47913. And any other thoughts or comments, you're welcome to send them off to 47913. Let's move on, Dawn, if we may. Receiving gifts. Now, how do I give myself a surprise gift? <laughs> well, you don't necessarily have to give yourself a surprise gift, but I must say, ladies, we're very good at this. Oh, yes. Oh, shoes. <laughs> you can say that again. My name is Shoes too. <laughs> My name is Shoes. Shoes and handbags. So mm. busted. So mm. busted. Um, and it's, it's this. It's being able to say, okay, cool, you know, you've done really well at work or you've done really well in this area. Come, let's go out and spoil you. As okay. in spoiling, spoiling the self. The same as parents would do with kids you did really well at school. Here's a something as a reward. Mm-hmm. Mm. So we do the same thing as we give ourselves gifts. So I find, for me, I, I enjoy using the gifts as a motivational factor for me. It also keeps my spending in check. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that I'll find, okay, cool, that as my reward for doing something, I'll give myself, I'll gift myself something. Interesting. Um, yeah. Also, I listen a lot to my internal body lang- my, my internal body mechanisms. Mm. So to give you an idea, a friend of mine arrived at my house about two, three years ago, and she had this brand new car. And I looked at it and I got jealous. <laughs> Proper. Uh-huh. So I did. I checked in with myself. I was like, Dawn Penny, what's going on with you? I'm jealous. So I was like, why? So she was like, rrr, rrr, she got a new car. Mm. So I decided to ask myself the question. I was like, Dawn Penny, do you want a new car? Mm. And this tiny little voice inside of me said, yes. Okay. So then last year, um, that was my mission. Last year was a mission for me to work in certain areas and that motivated me because I was going to give myself a car. Mm, mm. And I love my car. Oh. And now when I'm driving my car around, I'm super grateful. I know what I had to go through in order to get my car. And it's, it's a gift to myself. Wonderful. Yeah. Hmm, that's a good one. So receiving gifts, figure out what it is that you want to give yourself and work toward it. That's important. Don't go make a low now, please. Not for that, you know, big handbag. No, but that's instant satisfaction. Mm. And that's not really, a, uh, for me, that's, that's not, not a really gift. a gift. Yeah. Not if you've got to pay it off in three years or something with interest. No. 
Hmm. It's something which you you giving to, you know, you're giving yourself as a gift. And when I give you, or if I give my mom a gift, I don't say, "Listen, you've got to pay this back to me after three <laughs> years," because that's not a gift. They also take it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Dawn, acts of service. Now this is interesting because I remember you saying acts of service yesterday is like hubby doing the laundry or um, doing or cleaning the the carpets, etc. So that's not an act of service for me. I wouldn't want to do the laundry and be fulfilled. <laughs> no, but how often do you tidy your office desk where you feel you just need a clean slate? Mm. Yes. And how good does that feel? Yes, it does. So it does. That's an act of service. It doesn't feel good. Great per se, maybe because my actosub is right at the bottom, but uh, yeah, it does actually. Because it, it, I, I know that clearing handbags yes. takes the baggage or takes the load off you, and clearing cupboard space and whatever other space that you're in also clears your mind and organizes things into files, inverted commas. Absolutely. So it's the acts of service is what can you be doing for yourself which brings you joy? Okay, so for me, I love cooking love cooking but I'm a single person so for me to cook for myself it doesn't exactly excite me mm. but now over the last like two three weeks I've been really making an effort to cook for myself and prepare meals for myself and I feel so much better mm. because I'm doing something for me which is meaningful for me okay. and something which I really enjoy doing, doing. yes and, and you feel satisfied exactly oh. So it's, it's, it's finding out, so, you know, in, in giving yourself all these love languages, it's not a complicated thing. It's actually just doing those things for yourself, which you almost put off doing. Mm. And why you put off doing? Because you're too busy trying to do things for other people. Come back, refuel your engines, refuel your tanks. Because yeah. then once again, you're giving from your place of plenty, of abundance, versus from your reserve. Mm. I hear you. All right, last one up of the five love languages. This is the one that really appeals to me the most. Words of affirmation. This, Mishka, was a game changer for me. Oh, yes. Okay. Agreed. A proper game changer for me. And this was accessing my, my inner child, actually, last year, April. I remember the day. She, I was not in a good space myself. Okay. I just had no motivation to do anything. I had no energy. And the world wasn't really bright and clear as it normally is. And I remember plonking around the house or slumping around the house. And all of a sudden, this little voice says to me, you never tell me you're proud of me, you know. Okay. And I was like, what? I do so much for you, you know. And I was like, oh, you're so right. And I, I'm so quick to say to myself, oh, you haven't done this. You still need to do this. This needs to be done. You should do this. You have to do this. You need to do this. I mean, yeah, this is regular conversation. But how often do I stop and go, Don Penny, you actually had a really great interview yesterday with Tasnim. Mm. Like, and I could see the expression on her face. But to be able to acknowledge that within myself or to be able to like, wow, you know, you've worked with this client for the past year, look at the difference to where they are from where they were to where they are now. Thank you for tidying your desk. You've, I feel so, oh, thank you for, thank you that I tidied my desk because mm. I feel better. Thank you for tidying up my client, uh, for my cupboards. Thank you for finally getting rid of those, the, the secondhand clothes that have been accumulating. Yes. And in acknowledging 
myself for the stuff that I was doing, I found that I wanted to be doing more things. Mm. And it comes back to the example because it wasn't coming from a place of I had to do it, which in essence I was being forced to do, which that's not fun, versus wanting to do it because I could then affirm myself. It also, like gratitude, got me into a space of where as I was acknowledging stuff that I was doing for myself, I realized I actually do a lot. Mm. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think if we have to be sitting there and, and our subconscious mind is writing all the things that we do, yes. <laughs> but you say that. Pages. But um, no, you say that, but this was part of my thing because it was my, the, okay, so where we get into the, to the wounding of the words of affirmation, when we're critical to us, mm. when we're being critical of ourselves, if our love language to receive love is words of affirmation, and I'm then being critical of myself or people being critical of me, that wounding is deeper. Oh, yes. Because my way in, in me is for me to receive love is through words of affirmation. So if somebody's being critical for me, it registers, pardon me, somewhere in the mind, in the subconscious mind, that they don't love me. And that just creates cool wounding. Mm. But I realized I'd been doing that to myself. Mm. So in loving myself, yeah. let's put down that, let's put down the, the spear. Mm. And I'm reaching for my phone because I'd love to share something really beautiful with you if that's okay. That's something perfect. that just absolutely rang so true for me. Um, Via Instagram, because I love Instagram. Oh. I love Instagram. <laughs> I think words of affirmation are so important for ourselves. Um, just saying to yourself, I love you, makes a world of difference. Because I know there are people that can't say it to themselves. Mishka, do that in the mirror. Make eye contact with yourself. Oh, my word. You, mm. want, you want a game changer. Mm. Is in the mirror. So what I do now is, is that in the morning, so I've made this part of my daily routine and ritual because I don't have time to be doing a whole lot of extra stuff as well yeah when I'm putting my face cream on in the past I just put a blob on my fingers and rub it in and like be thinking of the stars and the moons mm -hmm. now when I'm putting it on I'm watching myself in the mirror and I make eye contact with myself and I'm putting my cream on my face and I'm loving my skin oh, wow and I'm making eye contact and going you're really beautiful hmm I love you and thank you so much for thank you so much for what you're doing and thank you for spreading love or whatever that thank you point is and in acknowledging myself and taking time to say I love you to me because the eyes are the windows to the soul. Mm. So if I'm really saying it to me yeah. yeah and this is this is a Louise Hay technique. Yes. Yeah, for yes. rapid, for rapid. I actually healing. remember um, reading her book, and, and one of the stories that she was saying was that she had a client that couldn't bear to look at herself in the mirror. Not at all. She ran away. She couldn't even peek at the mirror. So it is real. And it is of, real. My, of my clients who are perhaps listening, they know this is their first session with me, is looking at themselves in the mirror, making eye contact, and... Honestly, Mishka, most of my clients, they squirm, they look away, they fidget, they do that sort of thing. Mm. And then we do the work and however long it takes. And my check-in point with them, so after every three months, six months, a year, they have to then look at the mirror in themselves, uh, look at themselves in the mirror again. And they then witness within themselves the changes which, they, which they're making. Oh. So with my client, she was with me for a year and a half. 
by the time she left after a year and a half, she was glowing and beaming at herself. And a Muslim woman, Mm. beautiful. She found her inner beauty. Gorgeous. She found. Please share with us before we've got to go for the break. All good, all good. (laughs) So it's very, very short and sweet. And it says, once a young woman said to me, Hafiz, what is the sign of someone who knows God? I became very quiet and looked deep into her eyes and then replied, My dear, they have dropped the knife. Someone who knows God has dropped the cruel knife that most so often use upon their tender self and others. So in other words, we stab our souls because we're so cruel to our souls and... and um, use negative affirmations, if that's a word. So we, we, we always criticize ourselves. We always say, you're not good enough. You're exactly. not successful enough. You will never reach your goals, those kind of things. And then just on a little footnote, once I started using the words of affirmation on myself, I found that the affirmations that I, I was using, Louise's Hayes affirmations mm. or whatever other affirmations, which because something very powerful happens when I now use affirmations. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's contemplate on that. When we come back, we continue with this discussion and we're going to go on to finding your happiness. Oh, good. Welcome back to Nurturing Wellness. I want to invite you to SMS 47913. We've just looked at the five love languages and how to apply that to ourselves. And now we're going to move on by we know our love language. We're filling up our tanks and we want to be happy. And how do you find that happiness? That's very important. So any questions or comments? 47913, Dawn Penny in studio. She's a Reiki master and also um, a counselor, life coach, all of those combined as well. So finding happiness. How do we do this? This is, I think, a broad topic, Kaydon. Very much so. But finding happiness 101 is um, asking yourself the simple question about what makes me happy? So it's, it's, and then it's being able to listen to that. So it's fine and well that we know things, but mm. know, knowing stays in the head. Being able to actually give that to ourselves and to do that for ourselves, this is where it starts becoming real and we experience it. Mm. So what makes me happy? What makes me happy is swimming in the sea. Okay. Yeah. But how often do I swim in the sea? Mm. Yes. Mm. For someone else, it might be um, bringing it to, to, the, to the religious, um, reading the Quran. Yes. Being able to connect with the divine, with Allah. Absolutely. And if this is what brings you joy and happiness then by not doing it you are saying to yourself that i'm rather choosing unhappiness and this is where we get into the power of choice mm. so choice for me is my check-in point so if i check in with myself right now i'm like okay don't penny where am i at right now am i happy okay i am because i've been experiencing my happiness point so i'm gonna go yes i'm probably Wonderful. nine out of ten at mm. the moment okay but if I if I was to check in and go, okay, cool. So Dawn Penny, okay, so let's let, let's break this down. Dawn Penny, um, am I happy with where I am with work at the moment? Uh. And if I check in with myself, I'm like, no, I'm at a four. 
So I'm like, okay, um, well, why? what needs to happen then for me to get my happiness up? Well, one is for me to edit the podcasts. Okay, cool. Okay, so by editing the podcasts, that's going to make me happy in my work environment. Yeah. Okay, well, what else is going to make me happy in my work environment? Well, you've got like three or four emails which you haven't answered yet. Okay. And all it is is going to take you half an hour and send those emails out. Oh, okay. So that's going to make me happy. So in this, I realized by me not sending my emails, I'm choosing unhappiness. By me choosing not to do to edit the podcasts, I'm choosing unhappiness because I know what makes me happy. Okay. I think I'm getting it. And this is the this is where we then start moving out of our wounding and we start moving into our place of I use the word enlightenment very cautiously and very respectfully, but okay. it's our st- it's a step closer, put it that way. Okay. Because ultimately, God wants us to be happy. Because mm. it's one of the natural emotions he gave us. You know, we, when we were born, we were gifted. We were gifted with happiness. Mm. We were gifted with love. We were gifted with truth. We were, give, we were gifted with sight. We were gifted with so much. And by us not using these gifts which God has given us, we're choosing the other side. Okay. understand you. What happens, though, you mentioned old wounds earlier. Now, yeah. what happens there? Because surely, you know, those old wounds is not something that's buried and cannot be accessed at all because the subconscious mind... Um, does that it, it's always there it's always working yeah and it interacts with uh, or rather um our actions are also based on the subconscious as well so how can we be happy if we have old wounds and what are old wounds so old wounds are old behavior patterns which we've been doing for so long that are on autopilot mm-hmm. that we get so used to feeling it that we've almost forgotten that it's there so sadness, grief, um, abandonment, rejection. So if we step into, if, if one of my old wounds is that of abandonment, okay, all my relationships, I will create situations in which I get abandoned. Okay. Because that reconfirms the wound. Okay. This is on an unconscious level. When I start becoming aware of my abandonment issues, feelings, wounding, I then know what it feels like. So now in this space is is that as soon as I feel that abandonment come up, I immediately check in with myself and I'm like, okay, Don Penny, what's going on with you right now? Were you feeling a sense of abandonment? Okay, well, this person said that they were going to phone me. And they haven't phoned me. Okay. Mm. So that would then be triggering my abandonment. So it now brings back to the table. And I'm like, okay. So my love, by them not phoning you, you're feeling abandoned. So what do you need in order for you to feel a sense of belonging? And immediately right now. So this example is is that um, I met a really cute man a couple couple of weeks ago, and he hasn't phoned. Okay. So right now, if I was to feeling into my abandonment, I'm speaking from my place of truth. Okay. But as I said to that, what do I need to do to give me a sense of belonging? And immediately my family dropped to mind, and I was like, 
I must go spend some time with my family. Okay. Because in my family unit, I don't feel abandoned. In my family unit, I feel a sense of belonging. And the more I think about this man that doesn't phone me, okay, the more I'm reconfirming my abandonment. Hmm. Whereas now, because I've got a choice, I do I want to continue to feel abandoned? No. So what do I need to do to give me my sense of belonging? And another idea which came to my mind is like, well, why don't you go and have coffee with your friend? Mm. She adores you. She mm. loves you. Mm. Okay. Now, I read an interesting book, and I'm busy reading that and hope to, to also um, do something like that on the radio as well. Um, getting the Love You Need. Oh, lovely. Extremely powerful. I came across it and couldn't put it down yesterday. Even though as I was coughing and splattering all over, I, I ended up reading at least uh, until chapter two. And they were talking, and in this book, it spoke about that old wounds yeah. that get buried in the subconscious which comes from your caregiver um and that caregiver could be your parents your your mom your dad your waiver um your teachers your, your bosses a pair an aunt an uncle an older yes. sibling yeah, yeah and it goes right down to when you were a baby yes so that sense of abandonment could have possibly even though you don't recall it could have been where um you woke up in a cot and this is one of the examples they gave you woke up in a cot and you had nobody around you and it was pitch dark and you started crying and crying and crying but at that stage of your life when you were 12 months old you didn't know the difference between one second one minute a lifetime for that matter and get what gets buried in that subconscious is that everyone has abandoned you your mom has abandoned you etc even though it's taken her one minute to maybe get from the kitchen to to the bedroom again and sure. that gets buried in the subconscious so what happens is we recreate the scenarios when we are older in order to correct and I say that in inverted commas correct the situation and feel happy again yeah and uh, that's only the beginning stages, as I said, of the book. But that is exactly what you're speaking about now as well. So where this now comes, so where we can now even drop even deeper into this is, is that I use a phrase constantly, is this true? So if I was to check in with myself right now, especially around the situation of feeling abandoned, why am I feeling abandoned? Because this particular man hasn't called me. Mm -hmm. So when I, when, so I'm feeling abandoned. So I now ask myself, Dawn Penny, is this true? Have I really been abandoned? And honestly, my answer is no. Okay. I haven't been abandoned because I'm not all alone. I haven't been exiled. Mm. I haven't, I'm not wandering around lonesome in the desert all on my own. I've got a fantastic support and community. Aha. And now I realize what I do have so in asking that simple question, is this true? So to access the inner child's memory, in this case with the baby, feeling the sense of abandonment because mom's not around, as a therapist, I would then go, okay, cool. So you're feeling mom abandoned you, okay? But what's your earliest memory of her? Mm. You know, when I was two and a half. And your next memory? No, when I was three. And your next memory when I was four and five and I remember my first day of school and I remember introducing to my teacher and she makes meals for me and then she bought me clothing and then it was the matric dance and she was at my wedding so then it will be like so has your mom really abandoned you hmm. and that's how you start healing the core wounds because okay. you then realize but she didn't abandon me hmm. she was there for me and so that core wound literally 
falls apart. Interesting. Okay, so if you are um, unhappy at this moment in time, what can you do to start loving yourself and taking care of yourself? And that comes back to to the most powerful question, what makes me happy? And what can I be doing today that makes me happy? So it's, uh, uh, and that's, that's what you've got to come back to. You alone are responsible for your own happiness, for the bulk of your happiness. Mm. Give that to you. Stop putting yourself aside. Because by putting yourself aside, you're depriving yourself from love. You're, dis- you're depriving yourself from happiness. Every time we put ourselves aside and we compromise ourselves, we become more disconnected from God. Okay. God wants us to be connected. He wants us to feel happy. He wants us to feel loved. He wants us to feel the abundance and the blessings which he bestows on us continuously. By depriving myself and stopping myself from experiencing that, I'm creating a separation from God. Okay. Um, Some of the SMSs that's coming, it says, uh, happiness is something that I really need, was in bad relationships, have have grown up children, making me unhappy. Whatever I decided to do for the day, I don't get to do it. Okay. Um, Dear, dear listener, reprioritize. Because I'm hearing hearing your message as as a call out, a proper call out that you're really wanting to be happy. So be aware of where you're not prioritizing your own happiness and you're prioritizing somebody else's happiness. Do we find, Dawn, that we tend to, we know what makes us happy. Sometimes... um, for example, going to the beach and just staring at the waves is going to make us happy. And we know that, but yet we'll come up with all the excuses in the book. I don't have a car. I don't have petrol for the car if I've got a car. Um, or I need to look after the kids when they come back. So do we, going back to our very first discussion, become the victim of our own thoughts? Absolutely. Excuses. It is the biggest disservice we have to ourselves and we have to God. The more excuses we make to ourselves, the more limit, the more we limit ourselves and the smaller we become. So, yes, I take, let's take your example because you've given a very real applicable one. Okay, cool, I really need to go to the beach. I really want to go to the beach. It's going to bring me happiness. Ah, I don't have a car, no petrol, the kids are coming home. Okay, so therefore that can't happen today. Is going to the beach important to me? Yes. Because that's honest, okay? So let me make a plan to make this happen. Okay. So today's Tuesday. I've got the kids in the afternoon. Ah, why don't I go on Saturday? Because then hubby's off. He's got the car. It'll be a fantastic outing for the whole family. He can sit and read his newspaper while I'm walking on the beach gazing at the... So he's reading the newspaper, which makes him happy. The kids are playing in the sand and they're outside and they're running around and they can scream and run and shout, which makes them happy. (laughs) And you can be gazing at the waves, which makes you happy. I'm interested to know, though, because she says, um, I've grown up children that are making me unhappy. Yeah, the grown-up, this is... We do. I think it goes back to that codependent relationship we spoke about before, that um, we tend to look at ourselves. I mean, I was at a a women breakfast on on Friday, a women in leadership breakfast, and the one speaker, I remember, asked the question. um, She had two volunteers. She asked the question, who are you? 
you know and mm. this person was saying well i'm a mom i'm a sister i'm a, a worker um, i'm a career woman and i remember the speaker telling her it's all good and well but who are you you know mm. that's relative to you being having a spouse so that's why um you a wife or it's relative to you having children because you you then become a mother but who are you so this is where people are they're more attached to their identification than they are to this their sense of self and the more we are attached to our identification the more we become disconnected from ourselves so there's more importance of me being a mother okay and doing everything for the children which is an identification versus going, okay, cool. So what's good for the kids right now is I go and have some time out because at the moment mm. I'm not being the best mother I can be because I'm short-tempered, I'm tired, I'm hungry, I haven't eaten, I really need to go and do some personal stuff. So in that time, ultimately what's good for your kingdom is time out. Mm. And just also remember, nobody can make you happy. Nobody can make you feel anything that you don't want to feel. Mm. You, your happiness is for you to claim for yourself. True. There, uh, another um, SMS that's come through, really love this program. Some ladies really need to take time out, more, m- more time for themselves. I just came home from a morning swim and breakfast, oh. and now mm. I'm refreshed for the kids when they come home. Oh, that's oh, lovely. Oh, that is lovely. I am jealous it's to the core. <laughs> in action. Oh, listener, you put this into action. This is brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant, Gorgeous. brilliant, brilliant. And I imagine when the kids come home this afternoon, she's going to be relaxed. Mm. She can be fully present with her kids. She's given herself. She's filled up that time. And that's quality time with the kids. So yes, that's important because by worrying about everything else, like cooking the food and that you're still tired and you didn't have a rest and you didn't do the washing, etc. And now your kids come home and now you're irritable with them. And they're like, okay, I didn't ask for this. (laughs) Absolutely. So taking time out for yourself is important. Well done. Yeah. And the mem- imagine the memories that the kids are going to get from this experience this afternoon. And she's guilt-free. And she's guilt-free. <laughs> yeah, you're inspiring us. You're oh, inspiring definitely. us. Thank you so much, Dawn. We've got to end it there, unfortunately. Thank contact you. Contact details, though, if anyone wants to get in contact with you, please. Absolutely. Uh, on my Facebook page, which is Living Health. Uh, you're also welcome to find me on Facebook. I, some of the listeners have already, and I'm Dawn Penny. Um, and Instagram, the Dawn Penny. Yeah, absolutely. And then my personal contact details will be at the desk. You're welcome to give a call, email address and phone number um, at the desk. And you're welcome to give me a call for individual consultations, information on our workshops, courses. Dawn, thank you so much. I've really been inspired and it's lifted my spirits for the rest of the day. So I hope to be with you next week, Tuesday, when we continue this program. Thank you so much for all the feedback. We absolutely love it. And Shikran Tanti Abida for pressing the right buttons and reminding me that it's now one o'clock. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.